This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Confident Collective Podcast. Ray, this is our 14th episode. That is insane. Isn't it? When I was looking at the number, I was like, I had this like, uh, I, I was just elated. I was like, oh my gosh, we did it. Because honestly, we've been talking about this podcast for so long. The fact that like we made it to 14 episodes, which I know is nothing crazy. People have hundreds of episodes, but we've been wanting to do this for so long. So I just think that sometimes we need to take a moment and be like, hell yeah, girl, we doing it. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you brought that up. We need, I haven't, I honestly, if you ask me how many episodes, I'd be like, I don't know. I just said like watch track, but, and I think this has been like my highlight of like work stuff is this podcast. Like I, after we do our interviews, I leave and I'm like, that was so amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm just so thankful. So woo, let's do a little like celebration. (laughs) That was like a terrible dance move. Thank goodness. This is audio. You guys can't see what what I look like right now because I am like literally definition of hot mess express and ray looks like farrah fawcett <laughs> you're like glowing and i literally look like i'm about to blow the f up i mean you, i think you look beautiful but you are like going to have a baby in like two days yeah totally <laughs> so crazy oh my gosh crazy um okay christina i have i need your advice on something because as i always tell you you are just such a good judge of character. I don't really trust my, sometimes I don't trust my judgment of character. I think someone's like, I don't know. I've just learned a lot (laughs) and I need your advice. Okay. I'm so nervous, but let's hear it. So I am going to try and tell you a few instances about this guy that I've been talking to. Okay. And I need you to say creepy or not creepy. Okay. Um, and I'm going to try and tell you in, it'll be like three instances and I need you to answer in them. Mo- I'm going to tell you in the most unbiased way possible. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. And if you're listening, please play along too. <laughs> Let's see <laughs> if we're on the same yes. page. So I was in my DMs the other day okay. and I got a, a message from this guy. He said, hi, I'm blank. We matched on Bumble and I decided to find you here. Uh, Being a model and all, I'm sure you've heard this all the time, but you're beautiful. I also think your voice and vibe from your videos on here is amazing. Um, Yada, yada, yada. So he just started the conversation. I don't remember seeing him on Bumble. So creepy or not creepy? I don't think that's creepy. Okay, me too. I also did not think that was creepy. Okay. So we're chatting for a little bit and... um, on my story, I had posted a video of me saying my tripod is my Instagram boyfriend. And he responded and said, wait, I thought I was your Instagram boyfriend. Creepy or not creepy? No, that's not creepy. That's him trying to be funny. Okay. Okay, good. I kind of was like, is that weird? Is that weird? Or am I overthinking? I mean, I think it's corny, but I don't think that's creepy. Like, I, okay, continue, okay. continue. Let's see what else third instance Mm -hmm. was he asked me about my day and I said, Oh, I had, you know, personal training session. I filmed this, that, whatever. And he goes, Oh, what did you train that booty question mark? That's creepy. 
You think? I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's just like, he's trying to like hit on you. But if anything, that can kind of get into the, I'm stalking your page, creepy territory. Okay, that's, so these three, I'm kind of feeling like, should I continue this? Because I'm like, is it creepy or am I making this up? My parents are like, I feel like you, when it comes to guys, like make things an issue when they don't need to be an issue. Well, I do think you're kind of like making it a little bit more dramatic than it needs to be. Like (laughs) Being dramatic? (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit, girl. Hate to tell you because that is like a little creepy, but like, honestly, it's so hard to see. He's obviously trying to like be complimentary and flattery and trying to like, like boost you up. So I don't think you should just write him off. I mean, first of all, are you attracted to him? Because if you're not attracted to him, then like, then I understand why you're so not into it or why you would think it's creepy. And you're like, oh, you know, just kind of writing him off because if he was hot as hell, you'd probably be like. You wouldn't even be questioning this. You just called me out so hard because I was thinking that I was like, if I was super attracted to him, I don't, this is so sad. You know, that saying it's not creepy if you're cute, which he, he is attractive. He's not my typical. He isn't. He, I think that it's hard to tell with guys on their pictures online. So Mm -hmm. for that, I have told myself I need to be open-minded. So I think here's the thing. He wanted to meet up and like get a drink, but it's like freezing here and you have to get a drink outside. Right. And so I'm like, mm, I'm going to freeze. So I think I'm going to set up a phone date and see how the energy is on the phone. I don't know. Girl. What do you think? Just fucking go no? get a bourbon like or something. <laughs> Just get whiskey. You know what I mean? Bundle up, get whiskey. I mean, that's what, I mean, for me, like a phone date, If I could meet someone in person, granted, this is like pandemic season, right? So like that, like you have to think about that stuff. But if you like feel safe and you can be outside and I would just get a scotch or bourbon and just be like, just have a drink because otherwise, like, why are you even wasting your time? You're so right. Okay. I'm going to set up, I'm going to do a drink this week just so I don't continue to postpone it and just figure it out. Okay. We'll flush it out. And if you're not into it after that, then at least, you know, but I do think that you can give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he's like creeper status right now, but I can tell you're not like totally attracted to him. It's just, well, this is the thing. I have matched with guys where I'm like, eh, they're really not that cute. And then I remember that one guy and I was like, oh my gosh, Christina, he's so cute in person. Yeah. Yes. Totally. So, yeah. So that we'll means, see, maybe. I, and also like, this isn't going to solve your issue. If you're having a phone date with him, you're not going to know if he's cuter in person or like if you're so more attracted true. to him in person. All right. Okay. Done. Get Thank a hot toddy. Get a hot toddy. Jeez. Can you tell I haven't had an alcoholic beverage in nine months? I'm like, I want whiskey. I want bourbon. I want all the shit. Oh my God. Okay. I'm doing it for you. I'll okay. do it. Do it for me and let me know what happens. Okay. Now, do you need my advice on anything? Like, so this is obviously a huge week for me. Um, For those of you who are listening who do not know, I'm having a baby this freaking week. Like, it is actually happening. Um, My due date is on Sunday. By the time this podcast comes out, I would hopefully have had the baby already. (gasps) Holy shit. Isn't that nuts? I'm... Oh my, I know what's happening, but the fact that now it's like Sunday and next Tuesday, you'll have like a a child is really crazy. It's so, I know it's so crazy. So I just like, don't even know how to 
I don't know what the hell is going on or how to handle anything. And I'm just taking things day by day and just. just do you have the name? No. Do you, do you know the name? No, we do not have the name. We have like five names written on a refrigerator with initials and everything. And we're still considering. And it's so tough. I do not. Maybe you'll know. Maybe you'll know when you see him. I hope. Or maybe there'll be like <laughs> a nurse or someone who has like an amazing name. And I'll be like, that's it. <laughs> be inspired yeah, or something. Okay. But I think we'll just know when we see him. I'm not even stressing about that. I kind of started to pack my bag. So I'm not stressing about that. I'm just not stressing, uh, unfortunately. And that's what I'm like kind of worried about. Um, but I just feel good. And I mean, yeah, we'll just see what happens. But holy crap, right? Isn't that nuts? So you're telling me you're stressed that you're not stressed. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I, but I'm not stressed at all. We're just trying to do all no. the things to get this baby out of me. Be prepared. Yeah, but isn't that wild? So wild. Oh, but my I'm mom just so is excited. here now, which is amazing. Thank goodness. Yeah, this, thank God you have your mom. I'm so glad that she can be there and cook for you and be there and help you. That's like, oh, I'm she, so happy. She's currently decorating the Christmas tree right now. <laughs> she's oh, I love that. Making the place super, super cozy. So it's been fun. It's been good. But it's kind of crazy because so you guys, Ray and I, this is going to be our last episode of 2020. Um, we decided to take a couple weeks off just because holiday season, baby season, all the things. Um, I'm kind of sad about that. I'm kind of just like, holy have- crap, this year has been so wild. How is it almost 2021? Like, can you fathom that? Because I'm I can't. I actually can't wrap my head around it. This year has been the slowest yet fastest year of my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everyone kind of feels that way, but th- it's just crazy. But I think it'll be good to take a little break, obviously, for you. And I just think it's a good time of year to like kind of like reset and recharge yourself. So we'll, we'll be back um, at the beginning of January. Ray, do you have a, a highlight? of 2020 that you would want to share? Well, I think our first, you know, we're going to do kind of like a setting intentions for 2021 when we come back. But I do think that looking back on 2020, it has, it it forced me to evaluate things that I had been avoiding for a very long time and sweeping under the rug. So that's a serious note, but I still think my highlight has been training with Nike for the half marathon and launching this podcast. Mm -hmm. What about you? I love that. Um, Gosh, it's so hard. I think that for me, when I like reflect back on this year, which like you said, we'll do a little bit more of this in depth in 2021. um, Something that I've just been really happy to see and like realize is that I am really able to roll with the punches and kind of, just look at things in a positive light. And that's just something I want to make sure I carry throughout the next seasons. And I mean, a lot of listeners know like how crazy this year has been, but they don't even know because like they don't know about the house stuff. They don't know about like all that other stuff that I'll one day be able to share. But this has been the gnarliest, craziest year for me. And I think that it was just a reminder that with everything going on, like I, you know, I lost my grandmother. I had so many things that like just having a positive outlook and is to me the most important thing that you can do. And I know it's easier said than done, but that has just been a lesson and a reminder that I will just carry forward Mm -hmm. with everything I do. So I don't know if that's like really like. No, I think that's great. And I think, 
Yeah. Yes. And I think that's like one, the thing I admire. One of the things I admire most about you is you truly are like, I have never met someone who just like so easily rolls with the punches, even when things go wrong. Like you, of course you feel sadness and things are hard, but you always find the positive and that is so contagious. And that's why I'm like, so thankful to have you oh, as a friend. You. And you that, I mean, that part, well, thank you. I think it's so important to surround yourself with people like that. Um, Cause it's contagious and kind of leads into like perfectly what we're going to talk about today, which is friendships. Um, Christy and I both think female friendships and friendships in general are so important and something that isn't really um, talked about as much as romantic relationships. No. You think, like totally, it's and, definitely not. I just got chills when you said that because it's so true. You're right. We put so much value on uh, romantic relationships, but your personal fr- relationships, your female friendships, are so imperative. At least for me. Mm-hmm. Me too. So in today's episode, we're going to kind of talk about friendships, kind of how we've had friendships throughout our lives, how to maintain um, friendships through different seasons and a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, should we just... Yeah, we should get into it. But real quick before we do, um, just so you guys know... Um, Ray and I were discussing that some of the friendships that we value the most are our online friendships with our community. And we're actually doing a really big giveaway over on the Confident Collective's Facebook group um, for our listeners. So we just want to make sure that you know about it. We'll share more at the end of the episode. Um, But yeah, we hope you enter to win. And thank you guys, because we appreciate you all so, so much. Seriously, we are low-key obsessed. Um, so thankful for the Instagram and the people that has brought into my life. So stay tuned at the end of the episode and we'll be sharing more info on that, but let's just get started. Yeah. So, okay. Friendships, right. When you think about it, like, right. Can you think back to your first friendships? Like what did friendships look like for you growing up? I have always been, like a girl's girl. I have always had a lot of friendships. Like thinking back growing up, I, I mean, Oh, this is so, I haven't thought about this in a long time, but grow in like elementary and middle school. So I went to a private elementary and private middle school and, um, it was a bit catty. I don't know. It, It was, I always felt like I was, I am very privileged, but my family was always like the, um, everyone else had like Lexuses, Range Rovers. And like my mom drove like a broken down Lumina. So I always felt this like need to like fit in. And I somehow like found myself in the popular girl group. And I just remember honestly being miserable. Like I always felt like they, I felt like I was like trying to keep up with the Joneses, if you will. Yeah. And honestly, um, it wasn't until like my senior year of high school, I found some really, really great girlfriends where I felt like I could be myself. Um, but no matter what, I've always had a lot of girlfriends. Um, and that's always been really important to me. Um, what about you? What was like your growing up with friends? Like, Well, it's super interesting because I always think of something that my dad said, and he's always, always has said to us, and he still says it now, the most important thing that you could have in your life is relationships and friendships. And he'll like, 
I mean, my parents have a lot of friends. It's not like they see them all the time or talk to them all the time. But like growing up, we always had family friends that we'd go and hang out with. I grew up in Brooklyn and I moved to New Jersey when I was seven. So when I was in Brooklyn, I went to a Greek school and um, the Greek community has always been like huge for me. And it's been so nice because growing up, I always had my high school friends and then I had my Greek church friends and I was like super involved. And then I always played sports. So I felt like I always had so many friends and I loved it. Um, It definitely, I think, made things a little bit more challenging, balancing things. But it was always something I was so thankful for because, you know, like sometimes like you have like little riffs with friends or you don't know how you feel. But I always had like my other group. Like I always had my best church group friends, like Greek Orthodox Youth of America. Yo, we had so I much literally, fun. Do you know what I picture? What? I picture you sitting in like the classroom in like my big fat Greek wedding when she's like forced to go to Greek school. Oh. <laughs> that is literally what I picture. I was 100% forced to go to Greek school. I used to make up all these excuses. My mom, I will never forget this one time. She's like, I'm going to have to call the school nurse. I cannot believe you were there all day and they would not call me or send you home. And I was like, no, it's okay. Don't call because obviously it was bullshit. I just didn't want to go to Greek school. But it's so funny, like, because my Greek church friends were always like the crazy ones. Like, they were the first people I smoked weed with. They're the first people I drank with. Like, anyways, but they were also like, okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> fun. Um, and then I had my high school friends, but and I always had so many female friends, but I also always had so many guy friends too. Like, I feel like I definitely had just as many male friends as female friends. But I think that for me, like growing up, that it was just always about being so involved in things because even in high school, I had my core group of friends, but then I was like in class council and like all these sports and activities. So, you know, you have like all these different friends groups. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I always just had like people around all the time. So I have a question going back to your male friendship. Do you think that adult like male and female can be just friends completely platonic? Okay, so this is something Steve and I used to fight about all the time when we first started dating. Because Really? Yes, because when I met him, I was just out of college and I had so many male friends and he doesn't have like a single female friend and he thought it was weird. He did not like that I had all these guy friends and he's like, these guys do not want to just be your friend. And I'm like, yes, they do. Yes, they do. I mean, I have made out with a couple of them. <laughs> See? Oh my God. See, okay. I'm kind of a little bit on Steve's side. You are? See, I disagree. No. I still Here's think a th- that they can. Which I think that's weak. I think that's totally fine. But I, so in high school, mm-hmm. I think I made, I, I made out with every one of my guy friends. Like, but every guy wanted to be friends with me to get to my friend who was like, you know, like the hot girl, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's how I made my male friendships in high school. And I definitely lost touch. But then in college, I had close guy friends. But when I started dating Ben, it just created like, it was weird because Ben was close to them. And then it just, I felt like I couldn't be, I don't know, maybe that was me, but I, I personally don't think I believe that male and female can be friends. Maybe that's because I also think that like everyone is in love with me, which is a whole other issue. But I always am like, maybe I I have the opposite issue. I'm like, no one loves me. (laughs) So maybe I'm I'm just like, if two attractive people, like if I am a friends with an attractive guy, like I would, I, I just think I would be like, are we going to fuck right now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, are we- 
that's so I don't know. That's maybe my mindset. That's so interesting. I mean, I definitely have had crushes on like some of my guy friends. Like I won't deny that. But there's so many guy friends that like I still am friends with. And actually, even I think I being with Steve strengthens it so much more because so many of my guy friends love Steve. And I feel like it's such a different like ball game. Like and I it proved it to him because after college, even I was like finally had a relationship. I was with him. Honestly, I would have my guy friends from college. I'd be living in LA and they would just call me to hang like chat and be like, Oh, how's it going? And I'd be like, see, see, like these these people have yeah. girlfriends, they have they're married now. It's just like friendship. I don't know. See, I, I'm kind of yeah. I mean, I think it can happen. I think I might have, I am actually jealous. Like I d- don't have any guy friends right now. And I kind of miss that. But I will say what if Steve all of a sudden had a female friend, I'd be like, what the <laughs> fuck is this bitch? I'm sorry. Like you're going to go, you're going to get pizza with Shelby. Who the fuck is Shelby? So like, I mean, oh it's God, easier. It's easier for me to say, I guess, because um, I, I mean, <laughs> like I don't have to worry about that with my man. You know what I mean? But I, I think yes. I would be a little bit insecure if I did, or I maybe I'd be uncomfortable if he was like texting someone. But I don't know. Yeah, I think you can be, but I guess it's it's situational. Who knows? Yeah. Oh my god! I'm just picturing Steve being like, "Hey, I was gonna go get pizza and show." <laughs> I'd be like, "Excuse him, what? What?" <laughs> Probably while you're on the phone talking to one of your guys. Oh my god! I mean, I will say, like, I don't have like a million guy friends right now that I like talk to. It was always like mostly like work friends as I was in a relationship, and I guess mm-hmm. like I wouldn't like go hang out with them one on one. We were just like super close at work but yeah I do feel like I am kind of a guy's girl like in that sense but I think that could be just like my humor honestly too I don't see that I don't know Mm -hmm. but yeah I would never like want I I I do hold value differently to my female friendships than my male friendships I will say that what do you mean I guess I I mean my female friendships are more important to me or like Mm -hmm. they're my female friendships are like a different like depth, you know, like my guys, like I can like go talk to, like I, if I wanted to get a drink with, like I'd hang out with them. We'd like laugh, but like I wouldn't call really and tell them about my problems or like, you know what I mean? There's that like deepness. I, and I think that's because women were more emotional. And I think there's like, there was like a study that like male friendships don't, they don't like have that, um, I think most of them aren't like get deep. Like we get deep with my friends. I mean, in my friends, at least, you know, it's not surface level. Like we talk about some serious shit and it's not just like, you know, chatting over a beer or whatever. Do you have the same group of friends from like high school and college and do they all know each other or do you also have like different friendships with different groups? So the, only friends I stay in touch with, I have a group chat with my high school friends and then a group chat with my college friends. Um, but they have never interacted, met, they've never interacted. Isn't that good? I, and honestly, when my friendships do, um, like, you know, intertwine, I get like nervous. What do you, how do you feel like when your friendship worlds collide? Uh, my friendship worlds have really collided. I have. I mean, one of my best high school friends ended up meeting one of my best college friends through me, like, cause she would come to visit and then they ended up becoming roommates together in New York city after college. 
And they're actually like ended up being coming closer because they ended up living together for so many years. So like they collided, but I've always like, I feel like I've always done a good job of bringing all of my friends together. Actually. Yeah, that's true. I went to drinks yeah. with your friends the other day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's so oh, fun. That's actually dude. really funny. Yeah, I was like, wait, I am one of the friendship groups that collided. And yeah, they you are. are. But see, I love that. Like, for me, that made me so happy when they invited you out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. You should totally hang out with Ray. Yeah. So I, for me, like, the more the merrier. But if you bitches start leaving me out, then we have a problem. But (laughs) we would never. Yeah, but I think, yeah. But for me, I grew up in New Jersey. And most of my friends stayed in the tri-state area. You know what I mean? So, like... It was easy when we were hanging out and I went to school in New Jersey. So when people were home from college over the summer, I'd be like, I'll come like party at like our house in New Brunswick, which was right there. So I think that's like why all my friends always like mingled together. Mm. And yeah, now in LA, since I like had been here for so long, I just have friends from all walks of life. So I just try. Yeah. You have so many friends. So every time we go, we went to dinner the other night and Christina ran into three people randomly that you knew. Everywhere we go, everyone's like, oh, Christina, you just have so many friends. I'm just and a everybody- friendly girl. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> someone, I did this like assumption about me and someone's like, you're actually like not a nice girl. And I was like, mm, nah, that's what? Like a wrong assumption. Yeah. I think I shared it too. I was like, eh. I'm pretty nice. I cannot believe that someone would actually think that. I mean, people can think whatever the hell they want, but yeah. Isn't that funny? But you're literally like the nicest person. (laughs) But you know what? And this will kind of get into another topic. As much as I love friends, I have let go of friends before too. And I think that is something that is really difficult and really important. And sometimes it's gone well. Sometimes it hasn't. Um, but not all friendships are equal and not all friendships are meant to last. And I think that's okay too. How do you feel about that, Ray? I completely agree. And I think that breaking up with a friend sometimes is almost harder. It's, it's so hard. Um, and, but sometimes you have, have to do what's best for you and what what I struggled with and really had to think about talk to my talk to a therapist about journaled about you know it's not something to take lightly I don't think mm-hmm. um but how did you know like you when when maybe it's like this friendship isn't a positive thing or it's not serving me anymore how do you know how did you know that if you've ever had to deal with that well I think I've had two different situations one I lost a group of friends in college um, that were like my best friends. Pretty much I went and studied abroad and I came back and we weren't like as close anymore. And I think that it was like twofold. I think that one, I could have done like a better job fighting for our friendship and listening to what was wrong. And I think that honestly, they also were kind of jealous of like this experience I just had and these new friends I had and we just wanted to be angry and just thought that we would have like a little fight and then it'd be okay. But I wasn't okay with it because I just made all these new friends and I was like, I don't want this. Like this is drama for no reason. I felt so hurt and betrayed that I cut off those friendships. And 
it still to this day bothers me because those were really good friends and we ended up like all becoming friends again, but the relationships were never the same. You know what I mean? So that Mm -hmm. was like a lesson in learning in life of that. Like sometimes you have to admit fault too, and you have to, you have to know what's worth fighting for. And I think some of those friendships were worth fighting for, but at the time I didn't have the courage almost to do it. If that makes any sense. So was it kind of like you guys just lost touch and it fizzled or was it like a conversation thing where, gosh, it's like so hard to look back on, but pretty much we didn't lose touch. Like it was like we were in touch and that's why it was so hard for me because I felt like I came back and these people just all of a sudden were so mean to me. They didn't want to be my friends. Um, And and ugh, gosh, there's like so much to get into, but I just felt like so betrayed and like yeah. so taken aback. And I think that in retrospect, part of me could have forced it more of a conversation, been like, what the hell is going on here? Why are you guys doing this? Um, but I think I was one intimidated. I think I was like super hurt and I just felt so betrayed. And I just felt like I don't need you people anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, when at the same time, I do think that even though it wasn't expressed properly at the time, I do think that they had some reason to feel like I was leaving them out too, or you know what I mean? Or I could have been a better friend in certain situations. So I think it's like a little combination of both. Um, But I'm not going to lie to you as much as I say, it's like easy to lose, like let go of friendships. And these are people that I still talk to now, like uh, through Instagram and stuff like that. So like things are fine. We ended up becoming friends again. Um, But you know, sometimes friendships are never the same and, you have to, I don't know, I guess kind of grow with it. Mm-hmm. I think I've had a few instances where, um, of course, I think friendships, if you don't invest in them, mm-hmm. they're going to fizzle, especially if there's that, like, if you're not in the same place and you don't see each other, like if you don't call each other, they're going to fizzle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think there are instances where, you know, in your gut, something isn't right. And this has happened to me a couple of times in my life and it has been the hardest things to go through, but it just was like, I knew I felt like I couldn't be my true self when I was in these friendships. And I think that is a telling sign that maybe something isn't right. What do you think it was? Um, Like, why do you think you couldn't be your true self and did you know that from the beginning like always or was there a certain point where you were like wait a minute like this is something's not right here I think it was I think it was a combination of things that happened where you they say you are who you hang out with. That's like, you know, your mom would always say that, you know, growing up. My mom says that. Yes. And I just think it's important to be aware of how your friendships handle themselves in situations, how your friends treat other people, how they talk about themselves, how they talk about their friends and their family. Mm -hmm. And I think there were just some things that over time, it just kind of wore on me where I was like, it was a, I just felt like I couldn't be myself and that it was making me into someone that I was acting in ways that I don't think were, was authentic to myself. Um, 
because, you know, if you're spending a lot of time in your friendships, they rub off on you. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to really like journal and really, really dig deep on some of these things. Um, and sometimes you have to make that decision for yourself to, that this, you know, relationship isn't maybe the best thing for you anymore. But with that being said, I'd never think that's something to like take lightly because we're humans, we have feelings. And um, I don't think you should just be running around if your friend does something you or says something to you, you don't like, you shouldn't be like, "Eh, that's it. You know what I mean? Like you have to work through your friendships. But I think it gets to a point, just like in a romantic relationships where maybe it's just not working anymore. Um, And that has to be addressed. See, that's so interesting, because I don't think that I've had many situations like that. Like, except the one that I was talking about earlier, like I don't feel like I have made the decision to cut people out or whatever. Cause it wasn't servicing me. If anything, like I end up, I get like incredible guilt. Like if things don't work out with friends, it makes me really, really sad. Um, and it's hard for me to deal with. I'm like, I think I always like put, I'm like, what did I do wrong? Or like what, you know what I mean? It weighs super, super heavily on me. There was like one situation, but where I choose to cut people out, but it's been like the people who I've like openly wanted to cut out is just like acquaintances where I'm just more like, I'm like, you are just not a good person. <laughs> no, like, and those are, that's the easiest those situation. Are the easy when you- ones. Yeah. And I, I'm okay doing that. Like for sure. I can mm-hmm. be like, I like lose my number. I don't want to talk to you. I have no problem telling someone like if I think that they messed up or like, I'll never forget this girl came over and she was like best friends with two of my best gay guy friends. And she, I felt like she was always trying to cause like drama, 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 drama. And like Steve didn't like her. I didn't like her. I would, I liked her. Like she was fun. She was cool, but she was so much drama. And she invited me to this event one time and she came over to my place. It was like the first time we were hanging out in a really long time. And she picked up a phone call from a friend and she was like, Oh, I have to go to this stupid event right now. And I was like, this little bitch. (laughs) Um, And I, I ended up like telling her off like at my place, like, and I was like, dude, this is not cool. Like, what are you doing? Like, first of all, I haven't seen you in forever. Then you come over, like you invite me to this event. We're supposed to hang out. You just spent an hour on the phone with someone else. And you're saying like, you don't even want to go to this stupid event. Like, why are you here? Like, and that was pretty much like one of the last times I hung out with her. Um, because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm good in those situations, like reading people and being like, no, cutting it off. Mm-hmm. But when someone's like an actual friend, if things go awry, like it really affects me and hurts me. Mm-hmm. I mean, me too. And I think I've seen this quote going around before that says, it's okay to miss someone Oh, I wish I could think of it exactly because I'm going to butcher it. But it's okay to miss people that you've let go in your life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to still miss them and like value what you had, um, but know that it was still the right decision. Um, and I think, oh, it's just, it's so hard. Um, what did your therapist I, give you like as tips for letting go of friendship? Like, or am I trying to think back? Do you feel like for the friendships that you've had to let go of, like you've had conversations with these people or do you feel like it just kind of fizzled out and like you didn't like 
make an effort to maintain or like what was it because I, I feel like for diff- me I'm like apology apology like let's try and like make this work <laughs> you know what I mean oh totally I mean for one instance it was my high school best friend we were literally inseparable um and I uh, and we were friends with this other group of guy friends. Like I mentioned, they all, I was friends with them cause they all were trying to get with her, but we became friends. Right. And I had found out that she was basically uh, sleeping around with other guys while leading on my guy friends and then sleeping with these guys that I really cared about so much. Mm-hmm. And I never knew any of this until one of my guy friends was like, I got to tell you like this. And for me, I was just like, I don't want someone like that in my life. Like, I think it was because it was for me, like lying is like, if you lie to me, I have a very hard time like forgiving that. And I think in that instance, I just knew in my gut that I was like, I, that trust can't be rebuilt. I don't think. And also a combination of, we were going to different schools, like literally on opposite sides of the country, we were going in different directions and I just felt at peace with letting go. But I do think one thing to keep, if you are in maybe a friendship where you're feeling conflicted when you're with them, practice mindfulness and thinking about how you are really feeling because our body tells us a lot of things. I think my therapist told me when I was opening up about things, I on speaking to her, I would put my hands on my heart. And she was like, be aware of that because you're protecting your heart when you do that. And so I think when you're around these friends, really try and be mindful and take in how you feel, what, when they say something to you, how does it make you feel when they're doing things like how just really try and slow down and take inventory of that. Um, because I think that's very telling. And like, if, when, when they call you or text you, what's that like first gut reaction, how does your body react? And I think that will tell you a lot about that relationship. That's super interesting to think about like when that like ding goes off and you get a text message, like, are you excited to see what this person's saying? Or are you like, oh, or like what's that's. Mm-hmm. But I do think also sometimes you have to look at yourself too. Cause it's the, you know, I've had friendships where I've said, you know, I felt like I really can't be myself around you. And they've said the exact same thing. So it might be a two way thing where, maybe you guys just aren't a good fit. And I think that maybe both sides could be feeding into it. And maybe it's just not a good fit. I don't think that some necessarily to always put sometimes the whole blame on one person. You you have to really address yourself too. Um, so I don't know. It's just so hard. Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm getting emotional. No, it's, it's so true. I feel like for me, something that I'm trying to get better at is catching up with people all the time. And it's so funny because someone like called me out on DMs the other day. They're like, you have 82 unread text messages. I actually can't believe that. A lot of them are like stupid things that I just needed to delete. You know what I mean? Like businesses, (laughs) like how I'm like, why do you have my phone number? T-Mobile, stop texting me, stuff like that. Or, but, um, I feel well, how like do you stay in touch with your friends? Mostly through texts, through DMs, through there's like friends I call, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have like my group chats where I speak to my friends like every single day. Um, a lot of it is through Instagram though too. What about like reporting to each other's stories and stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? I have a couple friends that um, I speak on the phone to literally every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just become a, ha- a habit. Like I can't start my day without calling like my friend Hannah. I talk to her on the phone every morning. Um, and there are a couple other friends where I talk to almost every single day. But other than that, I think, and I also have group chats are amazing. Love a group chat. Yeah. It's so good. Um, but I think it's like the hardest part is like, once you lose touch with someone getting back into the groove of like getting caught up on each other's lives and then just being able to just like, Oh, how was that meeting yesterday? Like just, I think the hardest part is like, getting back into touch with someone that maybe you've lost touch with. Like, I don't know why, you know, you have on your mind, like, Oh, I need to call so-and-so. And then it's like a month later and you're like, I still haven't called that person. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and then, and then it gets harder for you to call and call them. And you're like, Oh, I feel like bad. I haven't called them. And then you don't call them. But once you make that phone call, I you, normally you can like pick up, like you just spoke yesterday and it's not a big deal at all, but you're right. Once you do that, it's like about maintaining that. Maintaining it. And I think, I mean, we're all busy. We're all like have so much going on, but it is life is about people, man. Like you think about what makes you brings you joy. It's the people in your life. And like, I mean, you, I, I, I firmly believe that yes, everyone's busy, but we can make time if we want to make time. And I think that you kind of have to have tough conversations with yourself. If you're maybe neglecting friendships to be like, pick up the freaking phone and call your friend totally. um it's a two-way street you know what i mean you can't expect you can't look at someone and be like oh how come like I, I haven't heard from them have you reached out like you have to reflect and and ask yourself that as well yeah i've been so guilty of that where i'm like like i said i'm like i need to call her i need to call her and i say that to myself for like months but one oh one good thing i have started doing which i heard on a podcast somewhere and i'm so sorry i don't remember who said it? So anyway, this is not my original idea. <laughs> but whenever someone pops into your head, even if you don't have time to call them, send them a voice note right then and just be like, Hey, I was thinking about you. Maybe this funny story popped into my head. Just want you to know, like I was thinking about you. I love you. Send them like a little voice note, and that I guarantee will like make their day and then open up that line of communication again. I love that. That's a great idea. It's so true. I wish I thought of it myself. No, that's really, really good. It's really interesting for me right now because I feel like I'm entering a new stage in my life. And I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I just like always had this fear of like getting pregnant, having a baby and like losing friends. Um, I remember you telling me this like a year ago. mm -hmm. And um, it's I wouldn't be lying if I'm saying it's still not something that concerns me like I don't think all my friends are going to be like oh I don't want to be friends with her she has a kid you know what I mean but obviously as things change like people like go there we're going through different stages you know what I mean um so that's always been such a concern and now my friend Ashley came over the other day and she had she has a baby now and I'm like okay no it just I'm going to have more friends (laughs) who just also have kids now too so you know what I mean I'm trying to like change the outlook on it but 
you do like change friends, like as you're going through stages of life and like your friendships change too. And that is always something that's concerned me, especially when it came to having kids. But now I'm just like trying to change my outlook on it and be like, oh no, I'm not going to lose friends. I'm just going to gain a lot more. Have you had many, well, I know Ashley, but like, have you had many friendships where you were in totally different seasons of life and that like you struggled with that friendship? Mm, no, I think that the only thing I would say is like, I've definitely had party friends before. Mm. You know what I mean? So like when I was like more in a relationship and I wasn't like trying to like get wasted every night, like I feel like those friendships, like you realize change because you're like, oh, we're not like, we're not real friends. Like we're hangout friends, like we're party friends. You know what I mean? So I think that's yeah. like the only thing. Um, yeah. Otherwise I just like, the only the kid thing is the only thing that's been something that's been a concern of mine because I just don't have that many friends that have kids, at least not in Los Angeles. But what about mm-hmm. you? I'm trying. I mean, uh, you are my only close friend that's married. Um, but I've always I've never known you single. So mm-hmm. I just have always known you married. But I also think you are like very. Um, well, okay. I talked about this on my story the other day and what I kept seeing was not about you. I was like, <laughs> about, I was like, say no, what? No, no, no. About single friends, single people being friends with married people. Okay. And I think that the problem is, is that a lot of times the married friends feel left out by the single friends because the single friends think that like, Oh, we're not going to invite her to this. Cause she wants to, you know, be with her man or her baby or whatever. Yeah. But then you have your friend who's married with a baby and it's like, I miss my friends. Uh-huh. So I think it's just both parties think that the other person would rather be doing something else. And I saw that so many times, so many people said this and that's why I just think it's like, yes, you're in different seasons, but you still care about each other. And that may look a little bit different um but it was just like both sides were like craving that and both sides were neglecting that so i do think it'll be interesting because we're going into this season of me being single no kids and you being married with a baby Uh how to like i guess we'll have more insight maybe in a few you know get checked back in like six months on how maybe we'll have better tips um on like navigating that but i guess i don't really see it as being i don't think it's really going to change that much but maybe (laughs) i don't i don't think so it's really interesting because when you say that i'm like you know what i'm one of my only married friends too like i almost all of my friends are single when i think about it at least out in los angeles um and i don't feel like i i always want to hang out with people you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I can see how people, I can, I mean, I guess like I still get invited out with friends. So I don't feel like my friends are neglecting me because I'm married or whatever. Um, but also I have no problem being like, see if I'm going out. And I, maybe other people do have issues like leaving their significant other. Or like, I always feel like Steve has just been part of my friend group now too. A hundred percent. Yeah. He's part of the friend group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And I, I think that it's really nice to be able, if you can, to incorporate your significant other into your friendships as well, too. Like, no, I, if I... you needed like help with something and I couldn't help, like, you can, I, I hope you know that you can call Steve, like, he would go help you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm yeah. so thankful for that. And I, 
sometimes I picture like my dream scenario <laughs> is like finding a guy that we can all hang out as couples. I love the idea of like, because I think my parents had this. My dad is really big in the rugby community and all of the couples were friends and we would go to Breckenridge and we would do all these things together and the kids would be friends. And I'm like, on oh, that's my dream. That is, that is my dream. dream. That is amazing. That is totally the dream. I want that. Okay, I'll find someone that I really think will mesh well with Steve. Please. And then we'll just continue to build the group, you know? Totally. I mean, sometimes I like watch friends. I'm like, oh, that is amazing. Like, you know what I mean? Like having all the couples friends or like, I don't judge me for like loving Vanderpump rules, but um, <coughs> they're all friends and stuff like that too. And like now they're all having kids together. I'm like, this is amazing that they get to go through these different seasons together and maintain their friendships and grow together. I'm like, this is so cool. I want that for sure too. There is, um, okay. there's these family friends, we call them our Italian friends, um, the Montanis that we met in Turks and Caicos when I was 11 years old. We met them on family vacation and they have become our best family friends. When Wait, I love that. We ended up hitting it off so much that the next following summer, we all went on vacation together. Then when I graduated college, we did like a family switch. I ended up going to Italy for a month and their son came and stayed in America with my parents. And we've become like such good friends. Like Steve and I have stayed with them before. When I was like in Italy, I would go up and visit them like once a month. And they come and stay at my parents' house all the time. And anyways, um, they live in Milan, but my parents always, especially my dad is like, you need what the Montanis have. They have friends all over the world and they are just always with their friends, always with their friends. And it's just such a beautiful thing. Um, they definitely make like an effort. You know what I mean? They'll call my parents. They'll email me all the time too. Um, but it is just so lovely. And I think that a lot of people, especially as they get older, they and they have kids and they become so consumed with their kids and stuff like that too. They forget about their adult friendships. And that is just something that is a goal for me never to do. Like, I just think that having company and having friendships are so important. Um, and mm -hmm. I just, I'm excited to continue expanding on that. I think you and Steve are, I mean, you, even at, like the new house, you already are like friends with the neighbors <laughs> that don't want you guys to leave. Like you, the, you and Steve are the Montanis. Is that their name? Yeah. Montan <laughs> Montan uh, Montanis 2.0, the D'Angelo's. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. That is you guys. Yeah. I think it's, I, I love it. I love it. And I, I mean, and honestly, it's so funny because as our lives change as technology becomes so much more immersed in our lives too. I think that friendships can look differently. You might not be able to hang out with someone, but that doesn't mean they can't be a good friend to you. I mean, honestly, Ray, like I joke around that I have like right now, technically a hundred unread text messages and not a single unread DM because I value my online relationships so much. I feel like there's all these strangers, quote unquote, on the internet that know me and I feel like I know them just through our DMs and our relationships and obviously like my job and everything is online but even if not you can still have these different sort of friendships that you know may not be so typical um, but that doesn't mean that they're not important or that you don't find value in them. I could not agree more. I am so thankful. I'm like you. I'm in my DMs like 
at least an hour a day just going through and like laughing, laughing, like having the best conversations. And I'm actually became for the Confident Collective launch party, which was like, oh my gosh, over a year ago now, Mm -hmm. met some of these online friends in real life. And I still go on hikes with them, talk to them. Like they've become like IRL friends as well, which I think is so special. And like, I think it's important. I mean, I think for both of us, like we just value all of you listeners and like, so I don't even see it as like, listen, I mean, you're friends. Yeah. Like we have a, we have a relationship. And I think that when we like actually like look back on the confident collective and one of the reasons we actually started it is because we wanted to take these online relationships and move them into like real life communities and real life friendships. And um, obviously COVID has made it a little bit more challenging, um, but it is still so possible. And I'm like still so excited to continue these friendships moving forward in real life. And I think that if you ever feel lost or you're looking for a community, like join our Facebook group, join another Facebook group, because there's so many people who want to be able to connect with each other. um, And you can just make that effort online too. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be in person. Maybe it can lead to in person. But, you know, just joining these groups. Like, I have a friend of mine who was moved to New York and she's like, I have no friends. So what'd she do? She joined a kickball team. She joined a painting yes. club. Like, you know what I mean? You can make friends. You, you have, just have to immerse yourself. You have to take the initiative. I think that's like so, so key because, you know, I um, felt like that. I mean, I'm so thankful that I have you, but I feel like moving to a new city. I mean, you've been in LA for much longer than me. So I felt very new. And if you want to make friendships, you can't, as you said, you can't wait for someone to knock on your door. Mm-hmm. You have to go out. So like, especially during quarantine, when we could be outside, like I was intentional about making one friendship date a week with someone new. Um, that was usually through Instagram or I don't even know. I would just, you just have to be really intentional. So I think if you're feeling like lonely and that you don't have friends, like my heart goes out to you because that's such a hard place to be in, but set a goal to join groups. Like you said, Christina, I mean, set of, you know, once this fucking pandemic's over, go on a friendship date once a week. Like you have to put yourself out there. Um, yeah, I was really our, proud of you for doing Facebook that. Group. I was really proud of you for doing that because I know you were really struggling. And sometimes, like I said, I I forget that like you're still kind of new here. You moved here with a boyfriend. You are an online content creator. So it's not like you've really had a job where you can meet people in real life. So I'm like, you really did a good job of being like, okay, you know what? I need to make a change for myself. And you put that effort in and I saw you doing that. And it, aren't you so much happier for doing it too? Yes. And you just, it's like, we're about connection. And mm-hmm. um, again, that's like why we started TCC. So um, we're actually going to be join our Facebook group. Um, I have been wanting to read this book for a while called mm-hmm. Big Friendship. And I was like, Christina, let's do a book club. And one of your goals is to read a book in 2021. I just thought about that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It, it, you know, it wasn't, it was also a 2020 goal. Um, <laughs> I have, I have read like one or two. I can't remember the titles right now. Don't ask me. Uh, We're just rolling that goal over. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, Wait, what so is the book gonna... about? Okay. So big friendship is about these 
two friends who they actually have a podcast. Um, and I'm very sorry, we'll put it in the show notes, but they talk about the importance of friendship. Um, they actually went to therapy together. So like, I've never heard of two friends going to therapy. Um, so they talk about a lot of things that plays into friendship, like race being in different stages of your life, all of those things. And I just, I've heard such incredible things about this book. So we're going to do book club in January. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will have all the details for that in our Facebook group. So um, if you're interested, join, and we'll also be posting about our giveaway in the Facebook group because we're so appreciative of all of you. Um, and we just want to like say thank you and that we love you and appreciate you. Um, so all those details will be in the Facebook group. I'm having a seizure group. <laughs> Am I missing anything? Christina? No, that's perfect. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, I'm one excited for the book club. I'm super excited for the giveaway. And honestly, I'm just so thankful for this community for this year. And cannot wait to start 2021 strong. I know 2020 has been a shit show for a lot of people, but listen, let's bring the good juju into 2021. It's going to be amazing for all of us. And I'm sad that we won't be with you for the next couple weeks, but we'll come back in January so strong. um, And we can't wait to start off the new year together. Ah, I'm so excited. Um, So thank you for listening. And (laughs) we'll miss you. (laughs) Shit, how do we get so awkward? (laughs) I don't know. I get uh, goodbyes. I'm like, no, this isn't even goodbye. This is just. Well, I kept calling this our farewell. I know. (laughs) And you kept being like, that sounds so depressing right now. I'm like, we're just taking like a couple week break, like literally three weeks. I don't even know if it's, maybe it's two. Um, I can't count. But yeah, we'll be back in a couple weeks. But we hope you guys all have an amazing holiday season. Stay safe, stay healthy, uh, stay positive. And don't forget to join our group. Um, Our DMs are always open so you can chat with us there. And yeah, we'll see you in the new year. Bye, guys. Love ya. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us.